everyone, and welcome to The Resonance Test. I'm your host, Pete Chapin from Continuum. Startups are often great sources of disruptive innovation. New ideas and small, nimble teams allow them to act faster than larger, more risk-adverse companies as they build and try out their new things. But larger organizations have the benefit of superior resources and established customers to try things with. They just don't always know which new technologies are worth investing in. Well, what if everyone got together for some mutual back-scratching? That's the idea behind Pulse at Mass Challenge, which plays matchmaker in the digital health world, facilitating the love between startups, which need resources like funding, space, and customers to grow their offerings, and larger companies, which want to innovate, but don't necessarily know where to turn. Everybody wins here, including, ideally, the patients who are benefiting from these new possibilities. The program manager at Pulse, Nick Doherty, is a digital health entrepreneur himself. He co-founded a digital health startup called Verbal Care, which offers communication platforms for providers and both verbal and nonverbal patients to improve shared decision-making, healthcare management, and patient engagement. Here's the conversation Nick had with Mike Dunkley, Senior Vice President of Continuum's medical business, to discuss the various ways that startups and big companies can work together successfully. So Nick, welcome to Continuum. Thanks for having me. Psyched to be recording this podcast with you today. So, um, Pulse. What is Pulse? What's it about? Tell us. Yeah. So, Pulse, I to me is a lot of things, and it's tough to uh, necessarily encapsulate it in one thing. I, to me, it's accelerating an entire community. Um, one of the exciting things that drew me to Mass Challenge in the first place was that I'd gone through Mass Challenge in 2013 with my startup. Uh, so I understood what it did to my startup and in a very positive way and how it has this unique ability to bring in just about every stakeholder under the sun into one place and you know the connections that you have coming out of that can be just so tremendously valuable and it was still challenging to start a digital health company and to me what pulse is um it takes the best parts of Mass Challenge, which is helping startups win and bringing this community and activating it in a way that helps startups win. Uh, but then it's focusing on an industry, and that industry is digital health. And if we can help these startups win, patients will win. And you know, it could be directly by helping these patients or indirectly by helping their partners uh, and helping the people who deliver care to these patients. Um, and if we can do those things, which we're already showing that we can do, uh, we are going to really shift the future of healthcare. We're going to make it a better ecosystem for all of us. And you know that to me is what is so exciting about Pulse is that uh, it's a program that actively creates the future of healthcare and not in a theoretical sense. It's in an applied, tactical, collaborative approach that activates our community and gets stuff done. And, uh, uh, you know, that's what Pulse is to me at a mission level. You know, tactically, uh, I can go into details about what we do, but, uh, you know, that's what excites me about it. I think that's a cool place to start. I mean, obviously, having a strong mission, sounds like you're very passionate about it, but having a strong mission helps, I think, people get behind and understand what it is. You mentioned uh, it's part of Mass Challenge. So how, how, how exactly does it fit in with Mass Challenge and what makes it maybe a little bit different from, you know, Mass Challenge? Yeah, so, you know, where we're very common and very aligned is that it's it's all about helping startups, um, and you know, we share some of the, the great things that, you know, are part of the mothership and that uh, we don't take any equity. 
we uh, have office space that supports these entrepreneurs. We give out prize money. We give out scholarships. Um, we have an incredible mentoring program. All of those things are true across any mass challenge program that you'll participate in. Where Pulse really differentiates itself is that we look at later stage entrepreneurs. So it's still the early stage, but it's the later stage of the early stage. So where Mass Challenge traditionally has worked in um, pre-seed and seed stage companies, mm-hmm. um, Pulse will work with Series A companies and work with you know your pre-Series B companies. So we're looking generally at companies that are less than $5 million in funding, less than $5 million in revenue. Um, so that's a little bit different than what Mass Challenge has normally done. Uh, Additionally, we're working specifically in one sector where Mass Challenge normally works across every industry, and you can have a fintech company next to a biotech company right. next to anybody. Uh, with Pulse, we're digital health only, and you know, so it's it's an exciting opportunity for us to do something different, both with the stage of company as well as the type of company in the area that they're they're focused on. Um, but when most people really describe the difference of Pulse at Mass Challenge, they're usually talking about our model, um, which is this collaborative approach. So uh, we pair startups with strategic partners to work together. Right. Um, right. So when that normally happens organically in the Mass Challenge process, where we accept these incredible world-class entrepreneurs and they start to work with each other, that happens kind of through the community with Pulse. Before the startups even get in, we match them. So of all the 31 companies, all of them have at least one offer from these champion organizations like Mass General Hospital and Brigham and Women's and Boston right, Children's right, and right, Shires. Right. You know, like we have these uh, these partners that represent the whole community. And so when people talk about our key differentiator, it's that uh, we are this community matchmaker where. Uh, these large organizations don't necessarily know where to go for innovation, and uh, or at least it's very challenging to innovate. And we help them identify what challenges they want to solve, source the right companies to solve them, and then support those relationships as they continue to work with each right. other. And I definitely want to dig into that aspect of it a bit more because that, you know, in many respects, I think is one of the unique elements. This idea of matching, you know, a, a mm. startup or an early stage company with with ultimately a you know a corporate sponsor. But maybe before we go there, digital health, right? That can mean so many things, yeah. right? Do you have a particular view on what you're trying to do and what you mean by digital health? Yeah, you know, I get asked that question pretty often and you know frankly uh, I don't know if I should be an, an expert on that necessarily I think that there's a lot of people that uh, you know may have a better definition but to me it's um, it's tech enabled healthcare uh, I believe that I have a pretty broad definition for digital health um, I see it as this layer that supports uh, healthcare and the delivery of healthcare as well as you know, on the discovery side, you know, how can we do clinical trials better? Uh, how can we deliver care better? It's all part of the same healthcare life sciences ecosystem that can be tech enabled. Um, but sort of the, you know, subtext to that, I'd say, is it's also connected health. Um, you know, I think digital health, uh, you know, the difference would be, you know, I wouldn't necessarily consider a pacemaker to be digital health but I would consider a pacemaker that's connected to your phone to be digital health. Right, so right. Um, 
you know, I think it's, you know, tech-enabled healthcare, but it's also connected health. Do you think it's predominantly, you know, technology that is driving this? I think people kind of seeing, you know, looking at the iPhone in their pocket as an example and saying, wow, I bet that could be helpful in tackling some healthcare challenges or the kind of other more systemic factors at play. I mean, we think a lot about consumerization of healthcare, right? Think about some of the unsustainable pressures. Is it really, you know, all of these things coming together? I'd say it is all of those things coming together. Um, it's a convergence of the technology and the capabilities that are present at, you know, at today, as well as the regulatory landscape and the requirements that these, uh, these providers uh, are facing. Um, it's not just the providers, it's the you know, whole continuum of care. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I feel that this really started to turn a corner is when uh, you have value-based care really coming to play a stronger role in the United States ecosystem of healthcare. Sort of regardless of what happens, that's where, uh, where we are trending um, away from fee-for-service where you're paying for absolutely every test, every you know, procedure, everything under the sun to a place where um, you're focused on outcomes and you're focused on getting the patient better and about the quality of care. Um, that you have incentive programs like HCAPs and hospitals where uh, patient satisfaction scores now contribute to a non-trivial amount of the money that the hospital gets. So if you walk out the door, take a survey as a patient and say it was way too noisy, the hospital is now losing money because of that. And so it's aligning our system in a way that is giving more power to the patient um, but it's also creating a lot of challenges for the people who deliver care to start thinking about things that they've you know, traditionally not had to focus on, where they're focusing on making sure you survive and that you get better. Um, and now they have to focus on, okay, we have a limited amount of money. We need to get you better as quickly as possible. But we're going to be penalized if you come back to the hospital for the same condition. We're going to be penalized if you're not extremely happy with the care that you received. And so it's creating these new challenges that, uh, you know, they can't just throw personnel at the problem because personnel are too costly with the margins that they have. They need to find other solutions that will do that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people believe, myself included, that technology is a way out. Right, right. So let's talk about the, you talked about your maybe a little bit further downstream than typical for Mass Challenge. And, and that for us is really interesting because as we think about innovation, it's all about the ability to pull that through and make it real. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit more about why you're kind of engaging with these startups at a certain phase of their delivery and helping them presumably to move to the next? Is that Why, why is that? So... I mean, one example, and this is the first one that's coming to uh, to my mind here, is we need more wins in digital health. Um, You know, it's been prescribed as this, uh, you know, the the silver bullet, and this is going to solve all of our issues. And there are some wins in digital health, and there are a lot of failures. Um, And you know, failures exist for a number of different reasons, but. You know, one of our goals for our community is that we're manufacturing wins. Um, and, you know, we hear over and over and over again about death by pilot. And a lot of times it's because you're looking at point solutions and you're looking at, you know, one customer. And uh, we wanted to create an environment where you have a community of different stakeholders coming together, working with these great startups that have solutions. And the goal is that, 
when you bring that community together that you're developing not just a pilot, but you're developing a standard or you have a greater likelihood of developing a standard. And uh, we anticipate that these are the companies that, you know, we're going to build an ecosystem around, but ultimately are going to become the household names uh, in the healthcare ecosystem. So what characterizes the, the kind of company? You mentioned you've got 31 companies within the current cohort. You know, what, how would you describe you know, where they're at? How, how do you think about that? <laughs> Frankly, it's all over the place. Right. Uh, so we have companies that just came out of a hackathon and are you know, relatively brand new, really promising and fantastic you know, preliminary results. Uh, and then you've got companies that have been around for four or five years have millions in revenue and millions in funding. So we have a pretty broad range of, of companies and that's why the range of our offers is also broad. So some of our partners are looking to make a strategic investment by the end of it. Some of our partners are looking to be dedicated advisors to these startups to get them further along. And so we anticipated that we would have different relationships. And it's one of the reasons why we designed our program to not have uh, you know, prescribed programming at the beginning. We're very reactive to what the startups need, and we do anticipate some things that are highly valuable to them. Um, but a lot of our programming is built around the entrance survey and built around us engaging with the startups and building the curriculum to meet their specific needs for the stage that they're at. And we can do that because we're a smaller program. Right, but as I understand it, right, you, you you're working with 31 startups now, but you started with a you know a significantly larger number, so there must have been some kind of driving kind of thinking behind how do we how do we narrow in on this on these particular companies? I'm, I'm trying to understand from your perspective, you know, what are you looking for? Is it uniqueness of technology and you know protection of technology, or is what? It, so basically there's two things that we look for. One is quality and the second thing is the matchability with our partners. So our, our champions or our partners, um, we call them our champions, uh, they have challenges that they want to solve you know, that require a digital health solution. And so we want to make sure that we're uh, presenting these startups with partners that are really wanting to do work with them. Uh, but before we get to that match stage, we're looking at the overall quality of the company. Is this a sustainable business model? Uh, is this a good product? Is this solving a real challenge, a real need? And we do that through our online judging process um, that ultimately gets us to the point where we can invite the top companies to participate in that matchmaking activity where they meet the champions. Um, so we try to be impartial or, I mean, we we are impartial in a lot of ways in that you know, we're not trying to impose any of Mass Challenge's views necessarily. We're looking to create a, a, an environment in which uh, the, the community can better interact with each other. And so uh, it was our hypothesis that uh, the most valuable thing we can give to a startup is a customer. And uh, we wanted to get the customers in the room. Uh, and the most valuable thing that we can give to our customers is a is a solution, um, and it's really challenging to have either on both sides. Um, so we wanted to figure out a methodology that would help bring them together. So maybe maybe let's add some color. So what what are some examples of you know some of the solutions technologies that that are part of this program? Yeah. So I, I think uh, I want to share one story that uh, um, is just a great story of an entrepreneur. Uh, so we had uh, so AARP was really excited about doing work in aging, really excited about 
uh, doing work with caregiving. You know, we have an enormous caregiving challenge ahead of us in this country. Um, But we had this great entrepreneur, I mean, he's, he's still in our program, where he was traveling in from Israel um, he's looking to set up shop here uh, in the U.S. And he was there for the matchmaking days. And when he showed up, he just let our team know. He's like, look, I, I'm i here. So you know, I did my presentations, but I am here. I'm just going to hang out here. And if anybody has an extra time slot, I'd love to meet with them. You know, I would just love to be a part of that. And uh, it was totally kind about it. But, it was, you know, he's pretty forward saying, look, I... Uh, if there's an opportunity, you better you know let me go and check that out. But he's really kind about it, and so um, it turned out that uh, you know AARP you know had you know a, a time slot open up, and so you know uh, I was sitting in on those sessions and uh, as one of the proctors in that room, and uh, my teammate uh, Nina just knocks on the door and she's like, "Hey guys, we, we have another startup." You know, he'd love to present to you. Would be, you be interested in seeing this company? And uh, and you know, Andy, who's uh, you know, who we work with at AARP, is like, yeah, oh yeah, you know, VR, yeah, totally. Let's let's see it. You know, right. I'm, I'm interested. And you know, fast forward to now, um, they're meeting with so VR Physio is meeting with uh, an FCC chairman. You know, at uh, AARP down. Uh, you know, near DC, they have an innovation showcase at AARP where uh, you know VR Physio and a number of the other startups are physically you know showing off there. And I think that's what's really cool about what we're doing is like because we're attracting the best companies. Mm-hmm. Um, there were opportunities where they saw companies that didn't even know that they wanted that they're now totally thrilled to be working with. So you know that's an you know I think that's the strength of the community. But then. We also have examples where you had organizations coming in that really wanted a specific thing that are getting that. So you have uh, uh, one of our hospital partners. I, I don't know yet if I'm allowed to talk about the work that they're doing, so um, keep I'll keep it general. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, fine. But they were looking for a specific solution, and they were evaluating a number of different options for months, you know, well, more than months, you know, basically over a year. And it was frustrating for the startups because they – want to get the deal done and uh it's frustrating for the the hospital because it's challenging to source and find the right one and you know how do you choose the right one and if you choose one is it the right one or did you choose the wrong one did you choose uh vhs when you could have had blu-ray um and i think that you know that's a challenging thing what was great is that they put their challenge out to the marketplace um they pointed startups towards that challenge to apply um, basically, two emerged um, within that that challenge area, and so when they got to the matchmaking day, and they had all of the right stakeholders in the room, and they were able to make the decision and move forward with one. And now they're working on a pilot that will eventually turn into a full customer type relationship, or we anticipate that it will. Um, and I think that's just an awesome story because now the the startup finally has the deal closed. Mm-hmm. The the champion finally now has the solution and the works that they've been looking for and evaluating, and we helped serve as a catalyst to be able to make that happen, and we're supporting you know the success of that of that relationship uh, going forward. So think just think about the strategic. So looking at I mean, firstly, congratulations, you've got a huge range of interest from the community, right? But um, how how did you think about putting that 
cohort of strategic partners together. So there's there's various archetypes in there, right? You've got pharma companies, device companies, you've got a, a bunch on the payer provider side, some historically tech-based companies. So was that deliberate that you were trying to put this wide cohort together or was it more there's just that amount of interest out there and that's how it happened? It was both. Right. Um, when we saw gaps, we tried to fill them. Um, I mean, originally I was fortunate enough that there was so much incredible work that went into creating Pulse at the beginning. We were part of the digital health uh, initiative that Charlie Baker launched in 2016. Yeah, so you have the Mass Competitive Partnership, which is this group of influential CEOs and business leaders saying that we want to be number one in the world in digital health. And you got Charlie Baker coming on board with that and leading this and saying, you know, we want to be the best in the world. We're going to help fund Pulse and create this, you know, great digital health program we don't necessarily know what it's going to look like other than it's going to be part of the same mass challenge ecosystem um so i was really fortunate that when i came on board in july about you know seven months after they announced this initiative uh we already had partners like vertex and commonwealth of massachusetts and pfizer and a few others that we had this great core to to work with um and then you know, we could build on top of that. And uh, when we, you know, looked at our idea paint and drew everything out on the wall, uh, you know, the first thing we draw is the patient. And then we say, okay, who interacts with the patient? And it's payers, it's providers, it's uh, pharmaceutical companies, it's device companies, it's, you know, health IT companies. Family ecosystem. And so our goal was to really have representation across that. And there are gaps that we have and we want to add more. I mean, I I don't think that we have enough on the home health and home care side. We don't have skilled nursing. We don't have assisted living. Um, There's a lot, you know, we don't have pharmacies yet. Um, So there still are significant gaps in that ecosystem that we need to fill. Um, And it's our our goal to fill those. Mm And you mentioned that you know some of these partners are coming in with very specific needs. You mentioned the hospital system, right? But I'm, I'm imagining that some people are just thinking, this is important. I don't really know what it is, but I need to get involved. Is that is that fair as well? Is it kind of a- absolutely? Yeah. Um, one of the really cool things for us to do uh, is help people create an innovation capability. Um, I mean, it's one of the things that I believe Continuum does really well. It's that uh, you help you know, teams evaluate their innovation capabilities. You help them create an innovation capability within their organizations. And, uh, you know, everybody wants to solve challenges, but uh, there's a process to it. And some of our partners are more mature in that process than others. They have a dedicated innovation team that has already worked on multiple projects and knows how to uh, filter innovation throughout an organization and to be able to identify the right stakeholders to deploy right, it. Right. So, you know, one of our partners in Microsoft, they were able to take on more startups than any other partner in our program because they have an established ecosystem where they know how to bring in uh, innovation and deploy it to the right departments and get the right input. Um, where you know we encourage some of our partners that haven't done it as much before, maybe you should take on fewer startups right, right, right. and let us help you build those best practices and, and do that kind of support. And so it's fun for us because we sit in on the goals and milestone meetings for all of the different startups and their champions. 
um, we can help in you know providing support uh, across those different things, and that was really important to us. Right, right. And we're finding, I mean, you mentioned innovation capability. We're finding that in our business to be more and more critical. This idea that companies uh, need to show return on investment, they need to show that there's something that they get for the innovation efforts is, is critical. So yeah, and, uh, and that's a huge challenge, um, especially when you're looking at earlier stage startups um, where it's taking... You know, the organization that they're the partnering with needs to speed up to be able to work with them, and the startup, you know, also needs to uh, align to the right things. Where, you know, it might be the first time that they um, had to sign a BAA. You know, maybe there's new components of their platform that are going to have to fall under uh, HIPAA regulations, right, right. and. Uh, that's a new capability for them that they got to speed up to and get ready for uh, as they look to expand their products. And so that's a learning curve for them. Um, so making sure that they have those uh, components in place and that we can support both sides of that, uh, you know, becomes becomes challenging. Right, right. Uh, but it's, it's worth doing. So how's it going? So you started this cohort in January, right? Yeah. We're a month and a half in, right? That's yeah. Yeah, it's it sound pretty jazzed about it, but yeah, I'm I'm really pumped. I mean, there's things that are going way better than we could have ever anticipated. Uh, there's things that are going about on par with what we anticipated. And last time I checked, par is pretty good uh, if you're playing golf. Uh, but I, I mean, this is crazy for me, I, having started a company before and having to fight tooth and nail for everything to make it happen. Uh, this has happened easier than you know anything I've ever done before. Um, so I do think that there's something real and that uh, there's a really strong community that's excited about it. So I can try to take credit for, yes, we wanted to have a really incredibly diverse ecosystem, and that's true. But when we called on the, on the community to, um, to join us, they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know, worked with our team on designing what the program was going to look like in July, and we started you know, pitching to these champions in August to join. And we ended up with, I think, 26 that hosted challenges this year. So it's just an insane amount of um, participation in the first year. And now we're, you know, over 30 in terms of people that are involved or organizations that are involved. Um, and our original goal was to have 10 to 15. Right. Um, and we wanted to have 10 to 15 startups in our cohort. And we have 31. Um so it's introducing new challenges for us because how do we support them in the you know curated way that we wanted to, and how do we maintain the quality that we want to? Um, and so you know these are the kind of things that we're thinking about in the first year. But um, what excites me the most is that the kernel, the real core of this program, is working in that um, these startups and partners are working together in ways that they haven't been able to do in the past. And your measure of success for the program, I mean, obviously it sounds great to have all this energy and excitement and interaction, but the measure of success is, you know, deals that are executed or what are you, how, how are you thinking about that? So I, I think there's two ways to think about it. One um, is economic and the other is um, more outcomes or patient driven. So um, the latter is more difficult to measure, um, but I think it's critical that we do measure it and that... We need to focus on helping patients and you know, delivering care. Ultimately, that's the whole purpose of why these solutions exist. So we will always be patients first, um, or at least we're startup first in the service and help of delivering better care. Uh, 
the economic piece uh, is easier to measure. It's jobs created, it's total contract value, it's funding. Um, so you know those are easier to measure. Um, but I also think that you know being able to establish these connections is something we can measure too. So in the interest of doing that, we created a uh, MBA program um, where we have MBA students that are embedded uh, in the Pulse program. Uh, we partnered with Boston University to do this, and so we're piloting that this year. Um, we also have a PhD student that oversees that program uh, and works in conjunction with us. And those MBA students are assigned to the startups to help them achieve their goals and milestones during the course of the program. And uh, what they're providing back to Pulse um, by the end of the program uh, are cases on uh, the work that's being done. And uh, you know that will contribute to some pretty exciting findings. Uh, and you know, in the next couple of years, we anticipate that uh, we'll have some pretty exciting stuff to share about the strength of the ecosystem as a result of yeah. that yeah, work. Yeah. I like, by the way, I really like that idea. It sounds very smart and forward-thinking to, to kind of invest in that as you're going along. I, I think you know, we try to take a scientific approach. I'm a computer engineer, is my background, and I believe strongly that. Um, the scientific method and design thinking and these methodologies don't have to live you know, in a bubble. Uh, they can be applied in other places. So having a hypothesis and testing it and you know, measuring the results, you know, all these things are, are critically important. And uh, we want to make sure that we're not just talking about the great work that we're doing, that we're measuring it. And if we're off track, um, we have the data that shows us that we're off track so that we can course correct. Right, right. And then Boston, right? So it, it's to, to those of us in Boston, it's an obvious place to kind of do this thing, right? And then clearly Mass Challenge was, was you know, launched and centered in Boston. Um, but you must be thinking, right, just like Mass Challenge is thinking outside of Boston or doing outside of Boston, mm -hmm. I should say, you must be thinking around where is the next logical place to try this. So, you know, Yes, we're leaders in digital health in Boston, but you know, what are the other cities in the world that you are beginning to think about? Yeah, I, I would say that you know we are definitely evaluating where Pulse can grow um, to define a specific city. Uh, I don't know yet. And frankly, uh, there are a lot of great programs that exist in other places. You have Matter in Chicago and right. Startup Bootcamp in Miami and TMCX uh, uh, down in, in, in Texas and Houston. And you know, one of the first things I did when I took this job was to call them and say, "How can we?" or ask, "How can we work together?" Um, you know, we understand Boston better than you know, hopefully anybody else. Uh, we are not going to understand Houston better than you. You're there. So what can we do to send startups your way? What can we do to send you know, your startups over here so that we can help them grow? You know, no company can survive just selling into one market. Right. And so you know, that's how we're approaching it right now. Um, but we host delegations multiple times a month from various countries and states that uh, are looking for partners in this. And so we anticipate that it's going to be some part inbound and some part outbound as far as where we expand the program. Um, but we definitely anticipate that in the next couple of years, Pulse will expand to other cities. Well, look, we could we could keep chatting. This is it's, it's cool to have the conversation. It's cool to be seeing you know where you're getting to. Um, can't wait to see you know the outcome of this current program and then what the future future holds. That makes two of us. <laughs> Thanks so much.
Yeah, no, thanks. This was, this was a lot of fun, and uh, I, I look forward to working more with you guys. The Resonance Test Podcast is where we seek out people who are consistently able to go from inspiration and cool ideas to fully implementing them. Innovation in this form can be found in all sorts of fields, from health and tech to food and the workplace, and we love hearing how different people go about doing this repeatedly. Continuum is a global innovation design consultancy with studios in Boston, Milan, Seoul, and Shanghai. At Continuum, we're very deliberate about the term innovation. For us, it means turning ideas into stuff that's real. Because from our perspective, it's not really innovative until it exists. If you want to learn more about Continuum and the work we do, go to continuuminnovation.com. Thanks to Nick and Mike for their great conversation today. Cheers to Kip, our sound engineer extraordinaire, for getting this podcast recorded. Numerous appreciations to Ken Gordon, our producer, for all of his masterminding behind the scenes. And to our listeners, we thank you for your ears. Mm-hmm.